Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Eddie Sachs, Lloyd Ruby, Rex Mays, who's the hard luck guy of your generation? Right now for this one, it's Tony Kanaan, and that's why he's got the fans at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway cheering him on. No one's sitting down. Everyone's up on their feet watching Ryan hunter Ray, Tony Kanaan, and Carlos Munoz separate themselves a bit. They go one, two, three through the north end. I'm telling you what, that was Tony Kanaan, and it is often said that when Tony Kanaan would take the lead in the Indianapolis 500, there is, and I've said it before, the loudest roars I've I've heard out there in doing the race, and I've been doing them since twenty since two thousand seven. In my headsets, the loudest roars I hear is when Tony Kanaan takes the lead at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He joins us now on the Payless Liquors Hotline, getting set to try to qualify for his twenty second Indianapolis five hundred, and probably has been up since five o'clock this morning and already run nine miles. <laughs> Tony, good morning to you. Uh, you you correct. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you get up this morning? Uh, 4.45, and I was on my bike at uh, a stationary bike because it's raining uh, at 5 a.m. I usually, this month, I know you guys probably know this, but we uh, we ride uh, at the track. They let us, Doug Bowles let us ride at the speedway, So, but today it was, was a wash. And by that, you mean riding your bike around the oval? Yes, in the morning, yeah. So, which is funny, right, because we're doing, what, 22 miles an hour, in the morning and then 230 in the afternoon, so it's quite cool. <laughs> okay, here's oh, um. <laughs> here's the dumbest question of all time, Tony. When you ride your bike around that track, can you learn anything about it? I mean, you've obviously turned millions well, of laps out there. Yeah, you know, it's that, actually, that's not a stupid question because I have to say that's, you know, uh, on the road courses in some of the ovals we do track walks because what happens is, Year after year, something will change. A bump will be there because of weather. Somebody made a, a repair in the asphalt. So I actually do, to be honest. Uh, there are a couple of things, especially during the week that, you know, before we first run, um, I can see, oh, that, that, that is a bump in turn three that has been there for decades. And is it still there? And then you find, like, some cracks that you're like, oh, my gosh, I could feel that maybe if, you know. So, yes, definitely, I do definitely learn. A little bit. I'm not saying, you know, it's essential. Will be crucial to uh, to do it. But uh, you know, as I'm there, I'm obviously uh, I try to learn something. Tony, um, if you finish third last year, um, I, I think it kind of gets lost a little bit in the shuffle. I mean, certainly Marcus Erickson, Pato Ward were you know right there back and forth. If that race would have gone maybe another lap, you definitely would have been in the mix. Um, if you had finished twentieth last year, would you be here for one more run? Well, here's the thing, right? What people don't realize is I think, uh, to answer your question, I don't think so, but it's not because of me only. I was fine, you know, once I hop out of that car um, last year that, you know, I already had announced my retirement three years, two years prior to that. Um, and then Jimmy Johnson came with, you know, the, uh, the invitation. But I think I wouldn't have read the rights. And, and, you know, obviously it was such a good run. And, you know, you're only as good as your last race. And I think people uh, realize, no, Zach realized, hold on, we have a shot here. I mean, if you think about it, McLaren this year, we have the second, third, fourth, and fifth place finished, fifth place finished drivers racing for his team. 
you know, from last year's results. So, but to answer your question, I don't think so, but not because of me. It was because of, you know, I wouldn't get a ride that I wanted. And I don't want to be in the grid with a, a team that is, I'm not saying not going to have a chance, but you guys know what I mean. It's like sure. with a, a smaller team just to be a number. I mean, that, that I've done that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've never done that, and then I never will. So, yeah, sorry if you guys hear me. I'm driving my McLaren to the track, so if it's noisy, <laughs> I'm in the car. That's the beauty of the McLaren. It's not, right? That thing's just smooth as can be, Tony. That's that's probably why you're in one, right? Um, hey, let me ask you this. So to, to ask the obvious here, and maybe – up front as opposed to at the end of the interview but so let's say you do run really strong and I think that there is the you know it is presumed that the ride that you currently have for Aero McLaren maybe you're keeping that seat warm for somebody next year that we thought might be in it this year but that didn't happen if that doesn't come to fruition as well and you run again in the top three and you think about the fact that like you know, I, I think it was your dad that said to you once, like, keep racing, you know, like, right. like keep pursuing. Does your dad's right. voice come back to you and say, Tony, keep going? Um, I mean, that's the question that everybody's asking, right? And, and then actually half of the grid of my friends there as a driver, all the drivers say, oh, you're coming back. But right now I'm in peace with my decision. And then somebody says, well, what about if you win? I mean, it's obvious that we announced Kyle Larson, uh, in the car that I'm driving this year, next year. That's official. So um, I have a relationship with the team that is going to go beyond this 500. So I find it really hard because if it's not with McLaren, I'm not going to be able to do it anyway. So I would say even if I win, it will be nice to grab the mic and drop it right there on the podium and, uh, you know, and just uh, I- I'm really looking forward to the next chapter of, of my career, which is, I'll still be involved in racing. And, and guys, don't don't take don't take me wrong. I'm not retiring. I'm retiring from IndyCar. You guys know I still do a lot of uh, the SRX races with Tony Stewart. I'm still doing the stock car in Brazil. That's 12 races a year that I go down there. Uh, I'm not just. People have this perception that on May 29th I'm going to be in the beach drinking margarita and then that's it. And I'm still coming to a lot of the IndyCar races with Aero McLaren. So it's uh, it's not a really a retirement. Which of those drivers, Tony Kanata is our guest on the Payless Sugars Hotline. If you're going to be a driving coach, if you're going to be a mentor next year, you know, you've got Pata Award, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi is now with that team. The chance Pelot is going to be there. Kyle Larson, as you mentioned. Which of those drivers do you most see a young Tony Kanata in? Uh, well, Rossi's very mature already so i can't really say that um i would say the closest will be pato right now as a full-time kyle larson was my teammate in daytona when we won the 24 hours uh but i haven't really spent much time but pato definitely in in every way i mean i i I see how young he is he talks about man i want to buy this car you know the typical things that that i've done with dan weldon my entire life i mean we we bought hot cars we we went on vacations uh, constantly on the weekends off uh, on a boat, and then he's doing all that. And the driving, I mean, the, the talent that this kid has, it's, it's unbelievable. So I would i would say Pato um, for sure. Alex, uh, Rossi is very mature. Palou I was my teammate. It's, it's in another, another 
maturity level, uh, in my opinion. So, I mean, I'll pick, I'll pick the, the 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 duck as we call him. You know, if you guys don't know, but pato in Spanish and Portuguese means duck. <laughs> really? Well, he's like a duck to yeah. water when it comes to getting in a race car. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Tony, I, I, I want to stay there for just a second. Last night, my wife and I were watching the 100 Days to Indy, and you know, you, you walk on Pato over to your house. Uh, I don't know when that was taped. I assume some point earlier this year. And it was it was a really cool segment. Um, and, and at one point, you said something to the effect of, you know, his pure raw talent is really, you know, right up there with anybody in the series and, and maybe kind of, of of all time. So when you see Pato's pure raw talent, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, what is it from a gift standpoint that he has? Um, he is able to fix some of uh, the deficiencies of a race car with his talent, which is really good, but could be really bad. It could be his worst enemy because sometimes – the car is not good enough, and he will still make it fast, which, you know, it's it's a really rare talent to have. But then sometimes you're making, you know, the engineer's life a little bit easier because you're covering with your talent, but the car is not really that good. So you need to push the team to it. What I'm saying basically is you give, you give this kid a car with three wheels, he will still be able to drive fast. And then I've seen throughout my career – just a few few guys like that. And, and and basically, that's what I mean. I mean, you just say, Pato, here, this is the car. We can't touch the car. He will figure out a way to go fast, regardless of how good or bad the setup is. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tony Kanan is our guest. I, I know that we have talked about this before, but for those listening who have not heard you explain this, I wanted to revisit it. You're a fascinating case to me, Tony Kanan, because, you know, I recall the first year that you ran here driving for Mo Nunn, and I, I think the storyline about you at that time was the fact that you hadn't changed your underwear in like two months because it was bad luck or something like that. Like, we, we didn't know as much about Tony Kanan, right? And then it's like people in the coke line. <laughs> that's right. As the years went by, you just became really the people's champion, and 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 everybody in that place before you moved here. You're living in Miami. You're a native of Brazil, and yet there was this warmth about the fact that Tony Kanan represented like three hundred thousand people that all had dreams of what that place meant to them, and you just embodied that. What is it about the city of Indianapolis where you now live, where you drive every day to the speedway, you know, on on the near west side of Indianapolis? Was there a definitive moment where you realized this is now home to me? My mom might be in Brazil. My family's in Brazil. But this is my home. I mean, guys, look, um, this place made me. This this place made Tony Kanan, right? I mean, if you guys go to the track, you just said it. Uh, but then – Let's think about this. I met my wife here. My wife is from here. So my immediate family, not on my, you know, on my side, but on my wife's side, they all live here. So it was just like, it was a perfect combination of everything. This is a better city to, to raise my kids than Miami. I mean, people here are, have all the principles that I believe 
I want my kids to have references growing up. You know, people are polite, uh, completely different than Miami is more of an international city than anything else. Um, the the way the city makes me feel. I mean, it's just it was a it was a no brainer, really. I mean, Lori and I uh, met here exactly this month, 16 years ago, and and then we've been together ever since. We have four kids, and and and. I mean, it, it, it all makes it all made sense, and, and I love this place. I mean, if you talk to me in January, I might not too big of a fan of the winter, but that's that's it's just part of it, you know. But I love this city. I mean, I think I, I really don't know the answer why they embrace me so well, but I, I love it, and then I try to give it back to the city, to the fans every day, pretty much. I mean, there is not a single day here that. They don't make me feel good. They don't make me feel wanted. They don't make me feel that they appreciate what I've done for the Speedway and and, and for them. So uh, it's a pretty good feeling. The relationship that you have shared over the course of your, I guess, from boyhood to now, both in and out of a race car, with Elio Castroneves, Tony, I believe has had ebb and flow. I mean, at times maybe it's been warmer than others. It's always been competitive. Um as the two of you both start to enter the or are in the twilight of your respective careers, do you keep an eye on what Elio is doing? And if he, like, in other words, will will his decision to continue to race be based upon whether or not you are and vice versa? Do you guys discuss those things? Uh, we talk about it a lot. I mean, we're, I mean, we were really close when we were young, and we we went a couple of years that we didn't even speak, and now we're the closest ever. I mean, you're talking about. A 40 years of friendship and competitiveness, but no, I mean, I, like he's like, are you crazy? Why are you retiring? You know, I mean, I'm still, I mean, he's still gonna go try to go for five as long as they give him a car, and I think he should. I, I have different goals right now. I think uh, I'm okay with 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 my decision, um, but yeah, we do talk. I mean, we are reference references for each other, but. It, it, we, we talk about different businesses. We're talking about what can we do together in the future. We even talk about, hey, should we maybe think about in the future owning a team together? Canan Castro Neves Racing. I mean, there's plenty of plans. None of them are official or even close because we're still quite busy doing stuff. But, like, you never know. But no, I think Elio is going to try to go for five, you know, whereas many as many years as people will give it to him. It will be, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to come back next year. And then and if somebody gives him a card the year after that, he, he, he will until I don't see Elio actually doing what I did and say, hey, uh, this is it for me. I think Elio is just going to say bye. And, you know, like, well, I keep, you know, that's it. I, I couldn't find a ride and I'm not racing. But, uh, yeah, we, we actually talk quite a bit. The one and only Tony Kanaan, he is with us right now en route to the track. Mother Nature hopefully will co- cooperate and the drivers can get out there. But I guess the first official practice day here for the Indianapolis 500 coming up a week from Sunday. Tony, um, this is nothing as ceremonial, I-, I feel like, about this last race for you in the sense of you're not there just to turn 200 laps, take your 23rd place finish and move on. I mean, you've got a legit chance to win this race. So I'm curious, that balance from like, I mean, aren't you going to be super emotional during driver introductions, even on the parade laps? Or, like, have you even thought about what your emotions will be like when you do take that, you know, green oh, yeah. flag for the I last mean, time? It, it's been happening 
here and there in different days already. You know what I mean? Like I got, I had an autograph session last weekend uh, and people who had a table on the side, which I didn't even know, but, uh, people were writing me notes and I got yesterday like 300 plus notes from people that they were there and they would get my autograph and I saw them in a table, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't make a big deal out of it. And, and they all handed it to me yesterday. So I cried like crazy reading stuff. And then I cried because some of the stories are people that I either helped kids that I gave them hats on the difficult time and so on, or people they're just fans. So driver's intro for me, I think is going to be the hardest a hundred percent. I think you guys know, Jake knows how, how, this place is and i'm not trying to brag of anything but i think hopefully they would just behave the way they did in the past and they don't prolong the cheers because then i'm gonna cry like crazy i mean race that moment it's emotional enough even if you're not retiring even if you're not it's just like your nerves are up there you're ready to go and uh, yeah it's gonna be tough uh, i'm probably gonna you know cry a bit here and there but it, it's part of it i i Am I ready? I have no idea because I, I, I don't think you can predict what your emotions, emotions or what people are going to try to make you feel good. But uh, it's all part of it. I'm going to try to enjoy as much as I can. And uh, if you guys see me crying, this, then, then it's just, I'm going to become a meme and uh, people are going <laughs> to make fun of me. But that's just one more thing. <laughs> Tony, if I'm not mistaken, Tony Kanan is our guest. Um, when you talk about the lives you touched or the lives that touched you in your racing career, I remember at the time this story being well known. I don't know how many people remember it, but if but if I'm going off memory here, when you won the Indianapolis 500, you had met, I think it was you, right, that had met like maybe an ill child that gave you a good yes, luck charm. Andrea. And you, Andrea, no, it was the other way around, right? So my mom had given me a good luck charm when I was eight years old. Uh, to actually protect me, you know, moms, to protect me when I was racing. So and I used to wear it around my neck. And then, I mean, you talk about 20-plus years later, uh, it wouldn't fit on my neck anymore. So I was always wearing it in my pocket. And, when you know, during the month of May, we always go do some hospital visits here at Riley. And anyway, I had it in my pocket that day because I had left the track. I, I was always I always wore it on my suit on the pocket of my suit. And that day I left the track in a hurry. The, tra- the suit was going to, uh, to, to the cleaner. So I put that in my pocket and this girl, she was like 15 or 16, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, he was in a coma. She was, she just had a, uh, a brain aneurysm and then she was going to go to surgery the next day. And we didn't know if she was going to survive or not. And then I, I told her mom, I said, listen, I don't know if you believe this. And I told her the story about the good luck charm and she had it. And then so that year in 13, fast forward five or six years, we lost contact. We didn't talk. She sent me a letter uh, on an envelope with the good luck charm. Say, Tony, I've been watching all these years and you've been trying to win the Indy 500. This is your year here. Put that in your pocket. This is this is your year, and that's exactly what happened. And if you guys watched the end of that race, when I got out of the car, I pulled that out and I showed it. So, uh, pretty cool story. Do you still have it? Yeah. So basically, you can imagine how popular that thing became because now, even granted, people that had 
the loved ones they were sick they like this thing makes miracles so everybody was asking right to... so i call andrea again i said hey what do you want me to do she said hey not my responsibility you gave it to me i give it back to you so you pass it on to whoever so we agreed that it has to be natural it had to be natural and we needed it to give it to whatever whoever i thought at the time um, would deserve. And what I did was uh, when Lauren was on her way to the hospital to deliver our first kid, Deco, I gave it to her to protect her and my son. And she has it. And now she, it's her responsibility to pass it on whenever she feels like it. Tony, in conclusion, do you find, because I know a little bit, I mean, it's not like I'm intimately around it, obviously. But I know what, especially in talking to Lauren, I know what fatherhood means to you. And you've been very open about what your father meant to you before your father passed when you were a boy. Do you find more inspiration today in your father or in being a father? Um, well, I have to say being a father because, unfortunately, I only spent 13 years with with my dad, right? So it was really short. And my oldest kid is 16, so I'll say being a father. And it's, it's such a big responsibility, um, you know, trying to, to set the perfect example or the right example, right, the right morale and then the way that I want my kids to be when when they grow up. So uh, I enjoy a lot being a father. I mean, I have four kids. I better enjoy being a father. But, uh, yeah, I, I love being a dad. Tony, we'll end with this, and there's a million stories like this. Matt just messaged me and goes, my kids and I met Tony one time at the Fashion Mall. I've never met a nicer human being, not to mention what he means to the history of the Speedway and racing. He is amazing. Um, again, I have heard many of those similar stories, and one of my favorite things about race day is just the universal cheer around that two-and-a-half-mile oval, whether your name is announced or you have a, a restart that only you can pull off. Uh, or you you know get to the lead, and hopefully we can hear that again a week from Sunday. So thank you for the time this morning. Hope Mother Nature cooperates later today for you guys. Uh, but most importantly, stay safe a week from Sunday, and uh, uh, hope you have a hell of a final race. Thanks, guys. Appreciate for having me. And, uh, yeah, let's have some fun. So uh, hopefully the Mother Nature is going to help, and we'll put some laps this afternoon. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, guys. Tony Kanaan, right down the Payless Liquors hotline. We are way over, but that was uh, quite the first segment right there. Uh, we'll be back. Kevin and Quarry.